Hey gorgeous, my name is Ingrid Anna and welcome to the Divine Femme Money Show. This is the juiciest conversation for women about money, power, sensuality, relationships, business. Really, we are dedicated to building a world that we really want to live in so our businesses and our professional careers do not drive ourselves into the ground that we get to serve deeply but also rise up into financial sovereignty. How to monetize your message like a boss diva. In this episode, I'll share exactly how to start getting more clients through the power of your message. You'll discover how to shift your vibration to become a magnet for influence, money, and a deeper level of abundance as you learn how to craft your message from a deep place of ownership, clarity, and absolute trust that what you have to say really, really will deeply connect with your audience because you've done that deep level of work to really understand who you're speaking to. You can find the Divine Fan Money Show at your favorite podcast provider and at ingridana.com slash show. Hey, beautifuls. Welcome to How to Monetize Your Message Like a Boss Diva. I'm so excited to share this with you. I've been talking to some of my students today and really sharing more about this subject. It's so important. It's so vital because if you want to convert clients on social media, media, I really was struggling to say that, you absolutely need to understand how to really craft a message that can converts right from the heart, right from the start. Because really at the end of the day, you know, you will hear all the stats about how quickly the coaching industry is growing online. It's probably reached, uh, going to reach about $325 billion in 2025. And I think it's just such an incredible industry to be in because you get to work from home, you get to really follow your soul path and really deeply serve people, and you get to create a booming, beautiful business. But the thing is that there's such a huge opportunity, but so many people do marketing wrong, and that's why they don't get clients. And really at the heart of it, you know, you have to understand that the rapport that you have, the connection that you have with people really starts with that message and having real full authority and clarity around what you really deeply stand for. So I'm going to be covering that all today. Uh, I've had a few people uh, ask me questions, so I'm going to answer one or two of those today as well. So let's get started. So today I really want to share with you the key components of sharing your message and why it is so important how to begin to craft that for yourself because at the end of the day if you want clients pouring in if they don't really deeply understand what you can do for them and how you can help them and the transformation that you provide then you're just not going to get those people handing over their credit card right so at the end of the day, really trust is the most important thing. And by you sharing your story, who you are, your life experiences, the work that you do, you're going to really begin to develop this deep sense of community and trust with your audience, right? And I think so many women, let's just talk about it for a moment, are really scared of speaking up about their work. They're scared of standing out, being seen, being ostracized and judged. And I can absolutely relate to that because when I first started my career online, I was just appalling at it. I was sharing it with my students, students. Like I didn't just like arrive like this. You know, I've had to really work on my own fears and I've had to decide that I really am going to put that kind of fear in the backseat and allow myself to 
take a stand for my work, share my work and um, really release a lot of my own sort of trauma and fear around, you know, being judged because at the end of the day, you know, I, I want to make money, I want to serve people and I want to make an impact, right? So it's going to require that we do things that feel really uncomfortable at the beginning. So messaging is vital because at the end of the day, it sits at the heart of monetization and it is a beautiful, beautiful uh, skill and it's a beautiful um, way to actually have a really deep connection with your community and your audience. So I'm going to really take you through a beautiful divine process. I've done another acronym. If you know my work, I really like to break and chunk things down so that you can really get the most out of this and really begin to understand how to really begin to find the heart of your own message. Because when you do that, what's going to happen is People are going to see you and understand you in a different light. And it really helps a lot with your brand identity as well. Because when people get to know the truth of who you are, behind all the smoke and mirrors, behind the hair and makeup, just the truth, you're going to begin to really uh, activate your engagement, right? And when you activate your engagement, you activate the energy and you activate this beautiful level of divine and holy sacred connection with others but I will have to say that the connection at first has to start with yourself right so really doing that work to understand what you are really here to do in the world what you're really here to share and the aspects of your story that are really going to relate to your audience so we got to go into that now okay so the beginning of this is message and the first part of message is the letter of course m which for today really starts for your movement. So if you look at your life journey and everything that's led you to the moment that you're in right now, I just really want you to spend some time today thinking about, well, what movement, what is my revolution that I'm here to birth? What what am I here to really move people into doing and into the action that I want them to take? So for example, you might be working in uh, helping women release sexual trauma. You might help uh, couples that absolutely love each other, but uh, are really struggling, struggling to keep their marriage alive. You might help women with brand identity and brand messaging. Um, you might help women with um, finding their own sense of self-love after um, leaving, um, say, an abusive relationship. Whatever it might be, you might be helping people release karma, um, past karma that's stopping them from, that's keeping them in the loops of self-sabotage, for example. Whatever it is, you really need to begin to understand what the movement is. So how are you going to move people? And you have to, you can only move people by really understanding what your call is, like what the movement is. So my movement is about inspiring women to live with more social, political, and financial power. That's my movement. So get really, really clear on that because that's sort of the basis and the heart of everything that your whole entire business will extend from, right? So in order to really lead people, you you need to know where we're leading them, right? Okay, so is everyone getting that? I'm just sitting here with my assistant right now. How's everyone going? Okay, great. So the next part is E, ethos of your brand. So what does your brand then stand for? So you've got the movement. And then what does it really stand for? What change are you here to make? What's the feeling and the energy that you really want to embody in your brand? 
And for me, you know, I want people to take notice. So sometimes my disposition is very bold. Um, it's very I try to be as clear as I possibly can. I don't want to mince my words. So it's very bold. It's about fire. It's about empowerment. It's about um, really having women remember their strength. So I'm quite, I'm very loving and heart and I'm also fiery and clear. And so it's got this energy. It's about moving. It's about moving forward. I mean, we've, I even look at, and you can do this too, like look at your star sign, look at the energies that you have, look at, look at your character of your personality and really own that about yourself. You know, don't try, you don't want to try to fit in to be something that you're not because it's really like lying to the marketplace and you won't have that level of energy. And we're going to move in later into activation. You've got to be truthful to who you are, your brand. You don't need to be more than or different to who you are. You need to own who you are. I think there's a real fallacy that so many women have around making more money. And there's kind of a concept like if I'm more, if I become a better person, then I will allow myself to receive money that you need to change. You need to be more in order to receive more money, for example. And this is an, is an absolute lie. Most women fail in their businesses, not because they're, they're not smart enough, not because they don't know enough, not because they're not pretty enough. It's because they really don't know how to own their message, craft their message, speak up for themselves, stand up for themselves. They don't understand marketing. So I really want to make that point very, very clear today. It's not because you don't know enough and that you're not good enough. It's really that you don't know how to market your services. It's, it's as simple as that. Yes, there'll be other lower level frequencies, patterns of self-sabotage, money karma drama. But at the end of the day, you do know enough. You need to learn how to own the power of your work and how to have this beautiful, divine, engaging connection with your audience. And I have to tell you, I used to be petrified uh, before doing my webinars, before getting on video um, you know, even people ask me, like, how do you craft your messages? How do you know where to go? How do you know how to lead people? It's practice. It's a process. It's a framework that I've learned and practiced time and time again. I was saying to my students today, I don't care. Even if you want to hurl and you're petrified about getting on video and really sharing your message with people, go and uh, go and hurl, go and vomit, put a bucket beside you and then get up and do the work. Because if you people don't see you and understand, if you're not visible, you are just not going to have the impact and you're certainly not going to get the clients that you want, right? You're just not. Okay. So ethos, what do you stand for? What is your brand personality? So I was saying with the star signs, like my stuff is fire. My stuff is, you know, I'm my, some of my planets sit in the planet Uranus. I always say, I always make a joke about that. It's very rude. I won't do that. But basically at the end of the day, I've got a lot of kind of speed and clarity. And when I understand that, you know, I'm not trying to be, I'm not the slow plotter type. I'm very fast and very astute. Um, I used to be a real, real creative. I still am, but I've learned to really ensure that I become laser loose and clear about my message and who I am. And I allow myself to be that fast person because it, it allows me to help my clients get to market really quickly and get laser loose and clear. But I think in some ways I sort of disown that part of myself that it, 
or in some way there was something sort of wrong with it because other people tend to sometimes be a lot slower um, and that's okay there's no right or wrong but owning that within myself allows people who might be a lot more gradual and slower to get to market quickly and they kind of avoid by my energy and when people come to work with me they're paying for speed they're paying for excellence they're paying for precision right and so you need to own those aspects of yourself right? What are the aspects of your brand, of your energy, of your ethos that you want to bring forward? It might be like you're that you're really this deep, intuitive, caring person. It might be that you have this ability. It's really going into really understanding also your superpowers and really beginning to claim those for yourself. Like what are these beautiful divine aspects of yourself that you might not have really owned yet and fully claimed? Okay. And that will help you formulate that energy and the ethos of your brand, you know? And if you could like almost like package it up and put it into a bottle, like how would it smell? How would it taste? How would it feel? I like to be sort of a a fiery ball and then a love hug all in one. (laughs) I think that's my brand identity. So what's yours? Okay, so the next part is your story. I love this bit. You know, the stories that we tell, and someone was asking me a question today, like, what story do I tell? That's a great question. You know, we have many stories. We've lived these beautiful divine lives with many different journeys, uh, all intertwined into one journey of our lives. And I tell stories that resonate with my audience. So for example, if I tell a story about the abuse that I experienced with my father that made me feel really stupid, you know, why would I share that story? I share that story because I know that so many incredibly bright, gifted women sometimes do feel stupid or not smart enough because a teacher, a parent, a husband, a boyfriend, a sibling or someone or many of those different aspects and society when bombarded by being kind of being told that we're not enough or not smart enough, that we're not going to be possibly be able to do it. We're usually surrounded by so many people caught up in fear and judgment and insecurity and their own story that we allow them then to project that onto us and it creates this kind of um, a lot of distortion and so so many women feel not enough and they're not bright enough and so I share the story because I know that that's what my ideal client usually has battled with at some point in their lives so you want to really understand who your audience is who is your ideal client and what is she battling with right now right what is she battling with what are some of the journeys that she's been on in her life that are are keeping her stuck and trapped in um, a story or in a life condition that is really not serving her and when you begin to write that down and then you sort of pair that up with your own and mirror that with your own journey, you'll be able to see the stories that really resonate with your dream client. And usually the work that you're doing is you're teaching people and helping people through what you yourself have gone through, right? So your suffering is usually what you're here to teach, right? To help to help people really learn how to get through that journey because you've actually lived it. I think there's a saying that Carl Jung came up with that said something like, um, you can only take people 
uh, as far as you've gone. So my deep level of trauma with my family, my eating disorders, my sense of shame um, around receiving money, feeling like a bitch uh, when everything was going you know, my way and kind of sabotaging myself because of my relationship with my mother and my sister and jealousies and all that stuff. I shared a lot of that this week in one of my other videos that I did and sharing how I grew up and how I would do really well and that I was sabotaged. Like I, I wasn't allowed to have it all. I was only allowed to have, you know, I'd have a, a great marriage and make okay money, but then, you know, my health would suffer. I would always let myself down in some way because the belief then would be, I, you can't have it all, Ingrid, because you're a fucking bitch if you have it all, right? So those sorts of stories do relate to my audience. So I tell the stories that I know my audience and my dream client like my own self because she kind of is me. She's the person, she's gone through or is going through what I've gone through. And because I've journeyed through it on such a deep level, because I've gone out and studied mind-body medicine, because I've studied shamanism, because I've studied human psychology, because I've studied eating psychology, I've studied nutrition, I've studied marketing back to front. I was an ad executive at 28. I have done this and done this. I failed in my business for the first two years, being scared and timid and not asking for the money and being pretty much crap at marketing and not even understanding that I was crap at marketing, not even understanding that I needed to have a message, not even understanding how to construct the message and wondering why I wasn't making money and I wasn't converting. So basically every struggle and every kind of emotional angst that I've had actually is my power now and it's your power now because I know how to take someone from that mess to millions. I know how to take someone who's suffering deeply with uh, trauma, both financial trauma, personal trauma, body trauma, because I've gone through it all. I've lived it. Okay, Do do you get this? So look at... The stories that relate to your ideal client. So first of all, you want to think about the client. Who is she or who is he? Who is this person and what are they struggling with? And then what key stories can you use that will really demonstrate and illustrate the journey that you've been on that relates to the journey that they need to go on, okay? You don't even need to always use your personal story. You can also sometimes use stories of others. Uh, You can use client stories by changing their name. Sometimes your client stories are really, really deeply personal and I won't use them at all even if I've changed their name because I feel like it's too vulnerable if they hear me or see me I don't want to create a trauma um I don't deal a lot more I don't deal as much anymore with trauma sometimes trauma comes up in business coaching programs and whatnot so I usually don't have as many of those stories to tell although I do sometimes get that where someone I can tell is hiding and then there's they've been in a DV relationship, um, they've come out of it and they're just finding their way and I can usually read the energy and see that and I will reach out to them and speak to them about that. But I don't, but you see, I'm just sharing a story there a little bit. Um, that's not actually my story because I've never been in a DV relationship. I've been in an abusive sort of relationships, but not a domestic violent relationship. But you don't, you can use client case studies as well. Okay, or it might be 
a story about your child and what they're struggling with. I know I have a client right now who's, you know, there are gender issues, there are other issues with their children's sexuality and dealing with that. So if I was a sexual, um, working in sexual healing or helping with, uh, children with identity, then you might use some sort of case studies and case histories um, about about those clients' case studies. I hope that I'm making it some sense right now. <laughs> I've got a really bad back pain right now, so I'm just doing my best. So please bear with me. So the next part of this is solution. So you've really got to clearly communicate when you're formulating your message, the solution that you provide, the transformation that you provide, it's imperative. So you really want to take some time to really uh, hone in on that. And you should be able to clearly articulate um, the solution that you provide. So you need to understand the problem you're solving, right? To then understand the solution that you need to provide and you need to be able to clearly clearly articulate that in your message as well. The other part of message is really activation, activating people and getting people into alignment and and really motivating people and giving them permission um, to do the work, to invite them in and to sort of really help them. I think the thing with a lot of people who want to position themselves as experts, and one big mistake that I see a lot of people make is some people try to put themselves on sort of pedestals and act like the guru, um, the perfectionism, um, not really uh, sharing the truth of their journey and the truth of some of the things that have gone through. Really what that does is isolates you. Uh, I think that whole guru thing is really worn out. Uh, I think by being vulnerable and sharing your truth and your story and some of and and deep intimate things about you i mean you don't have to go so deep like you know sometimes it's too intimate uh, you should keep what you need to keep sacred for yourself sacred but by being truthful and honest people will it's not just about trust it's about people need to understand that you do have understanding and that you get it and that you're walking or talk and that you have empathy. I think when people are looking for a coach or a leader in the market, I mean, even any of the big brands really at the end of the day, you know, whether you're selling, you know, uh, a $5,000 dress or you're selling um, coaching packages, really at the end of the day, people want to feel like a deep visceral emotional connection. So if you're looking at any big even fashion brands or whatnot, they're telling stories, they're painting pictures, they're establishing, you know, a vision that you want to buy into, right? So on all different levels in marketing and messaging and advertising, this is what the big brands are doing. When we're going into coaching and healing and helping and surrendering, we're working deeply with people's most vulnerable, most intimate aspects of their lives. And if you're not willing to be intimate and vulnerable with them, (laughs) you're just not going to get that engagement that you want, okay? So the activation part is really important as well. It's really about making sure that people know that they can do it. Uh, I wish someone had told me and said to me, Ingrid, you know, I really believe that you can do it but here are the key aspects that you need to put into place in order to create that for yourself so you're activating people people won't buy from you unless on some level they feel that they can actually apply it um, and that they because they might believe in you they may think that you're awesome right 
Uh, but that's not enough. They need to, on some level, through your messaging, through the content creation that you provide, uh, believe that they can do it themselves. So it's this beautiful, loving, divine level of showing people what they need to change, but at the same time, giving them that feeling of certainty and safety and love that they can do the work and get the result. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? I hope you're really getting what I'm saying. I hope I'm explaining it properly. <laughs> I'm doing my best. And the other part is generosity for G, generosity. Before you get, you have to give. Before you ask for a sale, you have to serve. So by really sharing your message, by engaging with your community on social media, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, whatever platform you use, you have to have a level of generosity. And I love to be able to give to my community because it establishes me as someone who's prepared to give my time and give my knowledge. And if people want me to deeply help them implement what I'm sharing, then they can pay me for that service. And I'm very, very okay with doing that because I have worked tirelessly to craft my service to make sure that it's really powerful and it delivers on its promise. But why would they buy from me unless they can really understand the power of my work? I need to prove myself. I need to show that I do know what I'm doing and I do need to show up for that and you need to do exactly the same thing. The minute my student starts doing this, I'm telling you, by learning this whole process on a deep level and then implementing it and showing up on social media in a way that is just really heart and connected and really present, they make a lot of money and they make a lot of money quickly because there's that level of heart, there's that level of authority, there's that level of leadership that comes through, right? And it's more than the sale, it's more than about just getting that money, it's about serving. but if I'm going to trust someone to help me, say, transforming my money story or transforming my marriage or transforming the way I parent or whatever area it is, you better sure as shit be showing up in a way that makes me feel that I can trust you, right? I remember early on in my career, there was this lovely lady who called herself a leadership coach and she pitched me a $50,000 offer. And that was okay. And then she showed me the offer and it was like just kind of not it didn't resonate with me it was like things like quarterly financial check-ins and blah 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 blah. it just really had no meat so the offer basically sucked but the biggest thing that stopped me from working with her and it made me giggle a little bit I was like I think you need to hire me not the other way around which was she called herself a leadership coach and yet I was the one that was showing the fuck up every single day, taking risks online, doing content that was like out there, sharing parts of my soul and my heart that was so full on and intimate and scary as fuck. And she's there like some sort of, you know, placid, um, perf perfect blonde little bunny um, that really wasn't putting herself on the line. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I can hire any financial controller, any accountant, anyone to go over my finances or pay 50,000 US dollars for this. I said, if you're gonna call yourself a leader, then go show me how you fucking lead. And you better be making, taking twice as much risks as I am 
if you're going to be the one showing me. Like, hello, please. So people are judging you. They are going to judge you. You know what? And I'm fine for people to judge me because I feel confident in my ability to really own myself and my work. I'm no longer the scared woman worrying about people judging me. Judge. Judge all you want. But I'm standing on my authority and my power and ownership of my message of who I am. I'm not trying to be anybody else. I'm not trying to be liked by everyone. If you try to please everyone, if you try to be there for everyone, you will be there for no one. And it's like speaking to a big black gaping hole. People don't come to me because I'm the I'm just this per I'm a bit messy. I'm out there. I say what I want to say. I'm very passionate. The pat the passion the passion runs through literally every single word I say. It runs through my hands and the way that I communicate with all my expression, right? That's my brand, okay? And I'm not trying to be anyone else. And my ideal client will get it and resonate with it. And everyone else that doesn't will leave. And that is fine. I don't give a shit if people come off my list because there's always more people coming on. The people that will buy from you, they will love and appreciate and get the truth of your authentic soul, of your authentic message. So do not try to copy and be like someone else. Be yourself. That is more than enough. But own that. Do you get what I'm saying? Own it. What part of yourself do you need to own? So wrapping this segment up is about generosity. Don't worry about being generous. Be generous. Be generous. It's called the law of reciprocity. I give, I receive. I give, I receive. The issue that so many divine empath entrepreneurs have is it's give, 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 give. I receive nothing. Give and receive, learn how to convert, learn how to get people on calls, learn how to have proper funnels, learn how to have a killer offer that people can't wait to pay for. That's a process. That's a strategy. Okay. And if you need help with that, then get on a call with one of my divas at ceodivachat.com and book in and have a heart to heart chat. We're masters at teaching this. I've been teaching it for five years solid, not to mention my corporate career in advertising. I do know what I'm doing and I perfected it and perfected it and perfected it and perfected it. Financial power always starts with personal power. Most women, including myself, have disowned and disowned and disowned ourselves. We've disowned our bodies. We've disowned our finances. We've disowned our voices. And that's why you get the external reaction of getting not enough clients and sales because you're in a pattern of disowning your work, disowning yourself. And that's fine. I get it. And that's one thing that I'm really, one of the many things I should say, because I'm good at quite a lot of things I have to say when it comes to marketing and messaging and positioning. But at the end of the day, when people come to work with us, it's not just financial transformation. That's just one part of it. It's deep, deep, deep personal transformation. And because I've suffered, I know that's part of my equation. So when you are getting your message on point, it also will go to your offer, right? You're, you're, you can't craft your offer unless you're really clear on the message and you're really clear on the client that you're here to serve. And your offer will then come from that. When you look at the solution that you provide, which I've talked about today, problem to solution, you know, so I know that the problem is this deep, deep, deep kind of uh, distortion within self. So of course, with all my programs, 
I have all the healing components as well. I'm a theater healer. I have these beautiful divine theater healing prayers. We have live kinesiology every single week. We have crystal gridding. We have all this stuff. It's there in the program as well as the strategy because that's part of the problem. So if I leave that out of my program and my offering and my message, I'm, I'm literally not able to provide the transformation because I've left out that key area that is required for radical divine quantum growth of healing and ascension. Okay. And the final part of this is excellence. Excellence. I am dedicated in my, in my journey. You know, whether it's, and I was saying to my students today, Every day, I almost hit a challenge where I'm pushed to go to the next level, pushed to go to the next level, but I'm up for that ride. That's life. I master one thing, then I go to the next thing, then I go to the next thing. I I redo my back end. I redo the packages. I have written 20 or 30 different offers because I know that people need to get to market quickly. So I go, and they're struggling. They're struggling with creating offers. No matter how much coaching, people get overwhelmed. They don't know how to write copy. So we literally went and copy wrote 30 different offers and 30 different niches. Now, I didn't do that in year one when I first launched my very first high-end group program. I've kept perfecting, perfecting. How can I serve? How can I do things better? And I've become more and more proficient. And I'm constantly pushing myself to excel. And and it's not coming from a place of I'm not enough anymore. It's like, okay, I am enough, but I'm dedicated towards growth and excellence and really making sure that I'm a market leader. And I really want to share that with you because you want to be that. You want to be, I'm going to be one of the most top leading coaches on the fucking planet. And that's available to us all. Remember, it's a 300 and something billion dollar fucking industry. There's enough money for us all to have 10, 20, 30 million dollar companies. You know, honestly, all of us. The, the level of abundance out there is limitless, but you need to be prepared to do the work and to constantly develop and improve yourself and not from a place of that you're not enough now. I'm constantly reinventing. I want to learn. I want to make it easier for people. So that is really important too. But it's the, and, and also with it, when it comes to messaging, It is around the energy, it is around excellence, and it doesn't just happen overnight. Hopefully, I've been able to provide you with a lot of information to go away today and really think about how you're going to craft the message, what do you want to say. I have a beautiful process called the Courage, I'll I'll wrap it up and I'm going to just give you this right now. It's called the Courage Copywriting Process. If you want to be a great copywriter, you need to basically, and are like a great person at messaging and a great person at marketing, you need to rip the masking tape off. Most women have been censored. Shut the fuck up. Don't look like you're owning yourself. Don't talk about your wins. Don't talk about that you like, don't, don't act like, God forbid, you act like you like yourself. So we, we cower. We get shut the fuck down. So you have to have great compassion for the fear compassion for being judged and ostracized because women for hundreds of years have been slaughtered, have been burnt at the stake, have been abused. Okay. But for a Western woman, 
and in 2021, you know, there are still threats to us, of course. You know, you can't go out, you can't go out at nighttime on your own. Don't want to do that. You don't want to walk in a park on your own. Yes, it's fucked up. Hate it. I don't talk a lot, a lot about it. I don't like it. It's horrible. But we've kind of got to come into a place of safety that we're in 2021. And each of us does have, I believe, a level of responsibility on learning to own our voices, making some fucking noise and standing up. Okay, so you're ripping the masking tape off and it is scary and it feels uncomfortable to a degree, but you have to do it. You have to do it if you want to be a leader. If you want to be a leader, it always starts with self-leadership and you're going to have to take risks. And if you don't risk, you risk everything. You'll always stay tight in the bud. What's that saying that Aeneas Nin says something about the bud opening and blossoming? It's not easy sometimes to blossom, but you have to do it and you have to commit. So the courage copywriting process is this. Basically, write down three subjects that you really want to talk about. It might be women and money. It might be marriage. It might be violence against women. And I want you to fucking get up in the morning. Excuse my French. I'm on fire. And I want you to wake up and I want you to put, you know, get your computer or get a pen and paper and don't practice not censoring yourself. Practice just writing it down. Write and write and write. And I don't give a shit if there's a spelling mistake. I don't give a shit if a belly makes sense. Give yourself permission to feel what it feels like to say what you want to say. You know, you might have rage come up, grief come up, any emotion. Say it. Say it like you want to say it. Don't say it like you want approval, like you want someone to buy from you. You want to, you want to be careful. No. You say it how it needs to be said. For many women, this is considered fierce or confronting because women have been taught to shut down. We also judge each other on that. It's a joke. It's just a woman actually owning her voice. And I want you to express, I I, I call it, it's like the morning pages. There's a beautiful um, woman who wrote a book called The Artist's Way, Julia Cameron. And it's like, she calls it the morning pages. And you get up in the morning. I'm an early morning person. You might want to do it at night. Do it at any time when you feel inspired. And I just ask the divine to channel through. And I ask myself, how do I really feel about this? How do I really feel about the self-attack that I've had in my childhood? How do I really feel about being hit across the head by my father over and over again and made to feel stupid and terrorized? How do I feel having a jealous um, mother growing up where I felt literally motherless? How do I really feel about that? How do I feel um, about carrying my staff who don't do their jobs? How do I feel? And write about every single subject to find your truth and to find your voice. Because mostly women don't even know how they feel about something because we are so suppressed. So courage, courage, the word courage comes from the Latin word or French word, think French, then Latin, heart, courage. So use your heart, uncensor, let it all out, and you will begin to find your voice. And I tell you, every, you know, emotion that you feel about things, other women will, and you might be working with women, you might be working with men, but they will resonate with it. They will get it. And then you'll become a powerful, powerful leader and a powerful messenger. 
okay? But if you don't know the truth of your own voice, if you don't know the truth of your own soul, if you don't know the truth of your own wounds, if you don't know the truth of your own desire, the truth of that which you desire, like what do you desire? It might be living on a property in rural fucking Australia. It might be living in Bali. It might be running a $10 million company. It might be making a hundred grand a year so that you can homeschool your kids. I don't know. I don't know what that is. That's your truth. That's your desire. If you don't know your own soul and your own self and what you are stand for and who you are, you will never be a powerful messenger. So it always starts with internal inquiry. The word intimacy is so important in marketing and messaging, right? Intimacy, into me I see, into me I see. Start with the acknowledgement of your own self and then you will begin to have intimacy with others. And that is what online marketing is all about. It's not, you know, marketing, what is it really? It's a new dimension in feminine, divine feminine marketing. You honor your word, you serve, you help people, you charge appropriately for your work, but the transformation that people get is worth 10, 20, 30, 40 times, sometimes more than the price that you charge. And it's this level of deep intimacy that you have with yourself and others. And that makes it really worth it. It's called conscious capitalism. You're allowed to make money and it's a, it has a level of consciousness, a level of lightness, a level of light. And when I say lightness, it's like light frequency energy. We come into this world and we leave this world pretty fucking quickly, right? So my whole energy is also around having fun. I don't want to uh, leave this world, this dimension of human form with my message and my brilliance and my power, my sexuality, my desire, my voice hidden. I don't want to be the woman. I have a beautiful client who died late last year. Uh, she had cancer. She came to me with cancer. She signed up knowing she had cancer. Half the time she was with me, she was in hospital getting chemo. And she passed away. And she would always look at me and she'd say, I'm, you know, Ingrid, um, I wish I'd gotten this earlier. And she was so beautiful. And she would commend me and love me. And she goes, you got it, girl. You, you know, and I'm in my 40s. You know, if you can get it even younger, great. But the, the, the thing is, before you transition into your and you leave this human form i don't know about you but i'd rather risk i'd rather take you know we've already been burned at the stake we've already had huge suffering i've already had the abuse i've already had i've already been i've been attacked i've been attacked as a young girl in hawaii i've not really talked about the story i've had many things including being terrorized in my own home growing up i've already had the trauma so now my life is about living, you know, I sound like Oprah, living my best life, living in my fullness, living as an expression of the divine femme where no one can own me or control me and no one is going to censor me. I'm not scared. I'm not scared anymore. I've done that. I played the scared girl. I've played the victim. I paid the people pleaser. I've, pa I've played every role you can possibly imagine. And then the role that I want to play now in my life, and I'm inviting you to join me, is to be the vixen, not the victim, to be 
to be comfortable and at peace with myself and to allow myself to be the embodiment of as much light and love and divine femme power, which is not here to overtake others, but here to be of service whilst I ensure that I'm not an adrenal wreck of a woman, which I've done that too when I was on T3 and T4 thyroxine for 10 years with massive adrenal issues from overgiving, carrying the burdens of my past, people pleasing, being there for everyone, whilst really never truly being there for myself. So I hope today that you feel my heart, that you feel my strength and my power and my love for you, and that you learn and give yourself permission to be an uncensored, divine, illuminated leader, a leader of the light. Because that's what we're here to be, to bring change and to bring change in a way that serves ourselves. If you're not in nourishment and in pleasure and joy yourself, you will sabotage, you will break down, you will be the exhausted woman. You have to have pleasure in it. Okay, beauties, I hope I've served you. I'm sending you so much love. I cannot wait to serve you again soon in our next episode. And until then, I bid you adieu. So gorgeous, if you've been listening and you're ready to grow your booming, beautiful online business or you're ready to take your current business into a whole other divine, juicy stratosphere, schedule a call with one of my strategists. We're gonna map out a four-part plan to radically grow your revenue and your impact with authenticity, grace, and proven strategy. I cannot wait to explore how we can make magic together. So apply for your complimentary strategy call now at ceodivachat.com.